everybody. Hey, guys. Well, from gorgeous Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, Dan, we have got a uh, poll that we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about. It's like our big yeah. discussion um, about it's kind of it's, the, the deepest poll ever looking at like atheists in America. Yeah, it turns out that nobody is studying us at yeah. all. Like all of the demographers, all of the sociologists in the world, oh, they're looking at religion. They're not looking at us. Yeah. So, so the American atheists took it upon themselves and did a huge study. Yeah, it was it was huge. Yeah. So we've we've so got that go. to talk about. We've got data on us people. Woo! And we're gonna at break least it down. The, at least the us that are in these United States of America. Yeah. The rest of y'all people can just uh, do your own study. Can, yeah. Not not know yourselves. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, Dan, well, first I need to talk about something. Okay. Okay. Um, what do you got? There is a uh, GOP, uh, that's a Republican. Um, yes. Um, Ohio State representative by the name of Nino Vitale. Or okay. I was trying to figure out how you say Vitale. Vitale. There we go. Um, if not the correct way um but anyway um he is uh against wearing face masks surprise surprise (laughs) he's a covid denier Mm -hmm. um and uh like he actually denies the existence of the virus Mm -hmm. um yeah um wow (laughs) i think he's one of those yeah I'm, i'm pretty sure this is the guy um anyway he said that uh these that the the that the, the stay at home orders um, during the pandemic and uh-huh. the requiring of wearing masks to slow the spread of disease would violate his Judeo Christian principles. Okay, mm-hmm. something okay. tells me he leans heavily on one or the other of the Judeo slash Christian. <laughs> but I can tell you which I, one too. I don't. I don't. Uh, to be honest, with this one, I don't know which one he's leaning on because it doesn't make very much <laughs> sense. He says one of. Uh, this is the greatest nation on earth, uh, founded on Judeo-Christian principles. One of those principles is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God. He mm. says that. Mm-hmm. It, okay, mm-hmm. and this is this I, is that's, the, that's that's in the Constitution, right? It is, and uh, and, he's, and and he says this image is seen uh, the most by our face. I will not wear a mask. Okay, uh huh. Because he's covering okay. the likeness of God. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh he's encouraged his he, his followers uh, <laughs> to defy uh, the recommendations of Ohio's um, health director, uh, oh Amy Acton. Um, he says it is time to ignore the unele- unelected Doctor Acton's orders. Open your counties now before it's too late. This is not based on logic. This is based on fear and propaganda and every statistical data-driven study done in the last two weeks says health death counts are low and the models are oh wrong. My God. This is more like the flu. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what you know, the models are saying. It's funny because I have been just puzzling over why a fucking virus could be a political football. <laughs> like how 
does this how does a disease wear a Republican or Democrat mask? Like how is that possible? And what I what I and I read a really interesting article that actually helped me understand it a lot. Okay. Which was which basically talked about the fact that if we say yes, government should be should have the right to and should be taking dramatic action here and 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 they're the ones they're the right people to uh collate the data and make a and make not only recommendations but orders based on the best information that we have then you're admitting that the government has a cer- has cer- a certain set of roles and part of that is public health and somehow that's so unbearable to the the political right of this country that they would rather just deny everything and just and turn it into this political thing i, I it's so you're weird. killing your own people yeah you're only like these are your voters if you you want them dead i guess I, that's oh, it's, i know it's, I, it's madness i i if if it weren't if it legitimately truly was just their voters like if if it wasn't going to spread beyond that like if it was just you're stupid and following them you're die right right i'd be like i mean let them but (laughs) but is it it, it's everyone else Mm -hmm. it's all the vulnerable it's the people who are taking this seriously and it is also the left right if nothing else right it's like everybody else is like no that's ridiculous and it seems like at least in parts of the country they're getting their way but then it's going to be a fucking disaster and then what happens the, yeah. does the system then see the light of day and go no okay we can't we, we can't listen to you yahoos right no it the world has turned into like it's not democrat and republican anymore it's conspiracy theorists slash like cult member yeah. trump cult members and the rest of us well, I think I, we I, outnumber I, them, right? Enough. Maybe. Enough. Maybe. We'll see. I, I, uh. I, we have till November to figure that one out. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's great. That's, I, you gotta love. Uh, I, mo- the real fun part of of what you of the quote you did was the unelected doctor. Mm. Yeah, because what I want is an elected official. <laughs> Making scientific decisions. What we've learned is that politicians really understand the science and care a lot about just the science and yeah. keeping that keeping people healthy. That's what we've learned. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna talk to a uh, talk to you a little bit about a uh... look. Here's the thing: the Catholic Church is fixing is is looking at maybe reopening, even in Italy where things got real real bad. Mm. Really, and they're they, they're figuring out like what should we do because like you can't look even when things reopen and everybody get this through your head you don't go back to normal there's still a pandemic on yeah. we're still having a pandemic so yeah. when things reopen that's not like everything's the same as it was before it's a very different world we're gonna live in and yeah one of the thing one of the considerations that the Catholics have to talk about is how do we do communion? Because I don't know if you know this. It's not healthy. The way that they do it, like everybody, one dude 
touching everybody's mouth by holding, putting a cracker in it and everybody taking a sip out of the same cup, probably not best practices when there's a, when at all, ever, ever. It's but always uh, definitely idea. not when there's a coronavirus going around. So, uh, so, you know, some people have suggested, you know, novel ways of administering it, including, uh, you know, in, in the Italian newspaper La Stampa, mm. uh, some churches are apparently considering basically doing a little baggy with, you know, a communion wafer and I, I didn't see anything about wine, but presumably some wine that you can just, it's already been blessed. You just take it as, as needed. Take two of these and call me in the morning huh. sort of thing. Right. Well. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, not everybody in the church is good with this. <laughs> Uh, one Cardinal Robert Sarah. Now you may listen. Keen-eared listeners may remember Cardinal Sarah, because a few weeks ago we did a story. A few months ago we did a story about how Pope Benedict had pulled out of uh, being listing his name as co-author on a book that was basically like all. It, it was. It was mostly. I mean, the big. The big controversial thing that it was that it was insisting that. Uh, priests still needed to be celibate, even though everybody knows that's the worst idea in the world. Um, well, that was that was Robert Robert Sarah's book. So Robert Sarah is a very uptight dude who is who is uh, not having this whole idea about about communion not being handed to you by. Because they're, they're talking about just putting a little baggie. You know what I mean? You put a little baggie of, of communion, yeah. and then you just take that. Can't the priest well, hand you the baggie? I would assume he does, something. right? No, well, they were going to put it into into little uh, little cubbies so that you don't have to get close oh, to the priest. Oh. I missed that detail. Oh, okay. And that's that's a good thing. These are good ideas. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's... Uh, no. Not according to Cardinal Sarah, who's who is outraged because that is Jesus. You can't put him into a bag. <laughs> he literally said, Shut up. Shut up. quote, it's absolutely not possible. God deserves respect. You can't put him in a bag. Oh, my God. They put him on a cross. You can put him in a bag, right? You like, it's not Jesus yet. Yeah, that's he true. He becomes too. Jesus. I'm not sure when he becomes Jesus. At when conception, does he I transubstantiate? Think. Yeah. At what moment in the process <laughs> is it when he's blessed? Is it when, when does it become Jesus? Well, the anyway. priest does say body of Christ, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, this whole concept of transubstantiation was a bad idea that they should they not have latched onto. Still believe that, do they? They definitely well, Cardinal Sarah one hundred percent believes that, and I and I think it is still. But canon I thought law. transubstantiation was like the belief that, that I mean, there's nothing symbolic about it. Like it literally like turns into Jesus's flesh, right? Correct. That's right. Well, that can't be true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you don't know. How do you know if it's true or not? Anyway. Cardinal Sarah is pretty sure it's true, and he <laughs> is not happy. This is the same guy, by the way, who rejected the idea of gluten-free communion bread uh, because the, because oh. apparently Jesus has gluten, and he that's final. Turn, Jesus cannot turn into Jesus. 
The bread cannot be turned into Jesus without gluten. Right. That's interesting. You're just stopping that the magic. That makes from a happening. lot of sense. Like if you really think it through, right? Like what? What is Jesus going to be made of? Some sort of rice bread? Shut no, your fucking no mouth! Way. No, 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 no. How no, no. dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Oh my God. Well, Dan. <laughs> yeah. I have a follow up to a story that I I believe I brought up last week about mm. um, the Minneapolis mosque that is um, uh, broadcasting. I guess that's kind of the word that they're using um, through like like uh, speakers on on the mosque, right? They're hollering the, at the, everybody. The call to prayer, right? Yeah. During the month of Ramadan, and this this was presented by the imam from the mosque to mm-hmm. the mayor of Minneapolis as sort of, um, hey, let's let's keep everybody at home and let's like let's like if we could do this, like it's going to be easier on our community. And, uh, and then like people aren't going to be trying to get together and collectively pray. Right. Right. This is, this is the idea. Right. So they get a big loudspeaker and somebody yodels into it every five times a day. Yeah. Including very early in the morning, as I recall. And and Um, that that was very apparently. Yeah. One of the complaints says, uh, 4.45 AM is the first, um, call to prayer. Um, no no deity is worth that kind of bullshit no i mean the muslims are a little nuts about this or on this issue right like yeah like they um this this is pure lunacy but they've been doing it for a long time (laughs) yeah they they, they want to keep doing it yeah Um, sure um this getting up and praying thing the whole call to prayer thing it's traditionally not really a thing that's generally allowed in the united states right there are a couple neighborhoods like in i think like dearborn michigan and and uh, a couple other places that are just like really highly concentrated um you know muslim Muslim, communities yeah thing going on there um where where it's been allowed and i don't know all the rules i don't know maybe it's not amplified or maybe again i don't i don't know the rules maybe there's been some compromise i feel like just get a goddamn app Everybody's got an app. You can just have an app that just broadcasts it in your sing, house. Just okay. sings it to your That's to your pocket. Yeah. Well, anyway, last week you did sort of ask, well, how is the community responding? And I'm like, I don't know. The article's not really about that. Um, right. Well, we have the response. Um, oh, the, good. The Freedom from Religion Foundation has gotten involved thanks to one of the oh, members the who complained uh, and contacted them. Um, and... Um, let's see they are yeah they're they're super against this they um they said oh uh well this is from the 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 imam um Uh who says that uh he's basically he's arguing that the congregation needs to be discouraged from gathering at the mosque he says however locking the mosque door uh, oh no! This is part of the com- the 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 complaint. It says, locking the mosque door, putting a sign on the door, and distributing flyers in the neighborhood could accomplish the same secular goal of urging people to stay home during this coronavirus. Right. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. All you I have guess to do if you is don't say, give them a place, that's probably true. Closed. Right? <laughs> closed. Um, We're done. They cite uh, the Minneapolis noise control ordinance uh, that prohibits the use of amplified sound. Uh, oh. They say that this ordinance allows for the issuance of permits for outdoor sound 
amplifying equipment for small standard size or large block party events. This call to prayer sure. is not a solitary temporary event as contemplated by the exemption to the use of amplified sound uh, co uh, codified in, in the, the ordinance. Uh, right. This is a five times daily call that will go on for weeks. Yeah. Now, I mean, yeah, I guess. I look, there are other things the where, thing. like, I'm, noise ordinances, though, can't are, are, are often waived. I mean, the construction of a new building. Yeah. Oftentimes, sure. cities will allow for uh, trucks to be rolling through at horrible hours of the night in order to get certain work done when there's no traffic. Like, like living in a city, it's not always, like, perfect and pristine. And I think yeah. the overall stated goals of this are decent especially considering the certain i don't know like i get it i get it nobody wants to be next to this and happening uh, yeah i mean i mean i i would be upset if there was a mosque yeah, down I, the street i guess i would be upset about that and they're and they're waking you up at f five in the morning and you you know yeah. and we've all got a pandemic on nobody has to wake up before 10 anymore yeah but <laughs> also nine. like i don't know we got a pandemic going on and my sleep patterns are all weird anyway. So I'm up at well, there's that. five in the morning there, half that's, the time anyway. So, yeah, I just think I just, it just, I'm of two minds. I, is it worth ruffling these feathers for, you know, somebody hollering? Well, I mean, the mosque should probably want to be a good neighbor, right? Yeah. But they want the, they, they want to be able to do this thing. That's sort of special to them, but they're not also, they're also not asking for it for the whole year. Right. Yeah. Which traditionally, this would just be every morning, right? And every night. If you lived in a Muslim place, right? It's not just the month of Ramadan that this happens. No, no. Yeah. That's the whole. It's all yeah, the time. A, it, it's all the time in yeah. the other, in the Muslim countries, yeah. I think. I don't know. I mean. I've never been well, to a predominantly Muslim country. Well, as you pointed out, it's, it's literally, you know, in every like, you know, shot in the Middle East in a film, right? Yeah. There's, there's always it, the call it to opens with with that guy going <laughs> yeah. um there you go i who knows it's it i will watch how that, how that plays world. out noise ordinances are my are, are sort of it feels like that's the least of the first worries it feels like that's maybe not something that the first needs to be getting involved in but that's just well me. they say that there's sort of an establishment clause violation and all that kind of stuff yeah like, yeah there is there there well there may be like it, the congress shall make no law that infringes somebody's sleep because of somebody else's religion um I mean, anyway it's not, bad, it's not a bad rule of thumb if nothing else <laughs> it's true it's true let us sleep jesus christ uh i'm gonna take us to russia Mm. where there are fewer arguments over what religion is allowed to do because the religion is basically a segment of the government at this point. Uh, the, that convenient. religion that I'm talking about is, of course, the uh, the Russian Orthodox Church. Um, yeah, they're, they're breaking down patriarch walls. Right? They're what? Cutting through, they're breaking down walls and cutting through they're, red tape. They're just getting yeah, shit exactly. done. Yeah, exactly. Paying each other under the table, all of the good stuff. <laughs> um, Patriarch Kirill, who is the uh, the head of Russian Orthodoxy, is uh, has been, let's just say, dragging his feet on the whole coronavirus thing. 
Uh-huh. He 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 did a piss poor job really figuring out what to do, when to do it, what. So, uh, he, yeah, he waffled back and forth a lot. The whole which and the problem with him waffling is that it's a very hierarchical setup within the Russian Orthodox Church. Right. Everybody below is like it's kind of like Mormonism. The guy at the top, if he says it, it is that's it. Huh. And then everybody below looks to him for their cues. You cannot go against the the people above you. It's just not allowed. Huh. Um, he did he did make some effort to try and stop the spread of COVID. Uh, his big his big move was to drive around the city of of Moscow in a Mer- in a black Mercedes van. Blessing the Russian capital while he while he did it. So he surrounded the entire capital with prayer. I don't know what more you want, Russia, than yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but well, I what, mean, it it, turns, to be fair, it's 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 all he can do, right? <laughs> well, not true. He could have closed churches. He could have made all of the, you know, all, all oh. the priests and whatever obey. You know, practice best practices he did not do oh, that like you mean actually use his real powers instead of his fake powers right is that yeah, what you're yeah. saying don't do the magic <sighs> trick i mean do the magic <laughs> trick if you want to that's fine but also do the thing that would actually have an effect uh so <sighs> no didn't do that and now apparently churches and monasteries and uh you know that kind of thing all over the country are dry, are just infected as a motherfucker. Jesus uh, priests, Christ. nuns are getting it left and right, and it's and it's the clergy that's really, really getting hit hard. And of course, clergy love to interact with their parishioners. Yeah. So, oh boy, literally, uh, according to New York Times, scores of priests and nuns fell ill after testing positive. Oh God. So. Uh, of course, you know, you've got, so so what you had was some priests who were like, hey, can we do something about this? Can we, can we sh- close the churches? And they weren't getting any response, really. And, you know, they have to wait for a response before they can do a thing. And then well, you've got but, others. I mean, closing a church is kind of not doing a thing, right? Like, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you're not doing just anything. Just forget to, just fail just, to open it. Yeah. You're not, you're not doing anything. <laughs> Just fail to open the church. Uh, anyway, uh, some priests like uh, Andre Lemeshonok uh, have decidedly de- fallen on the other side of this. Say he said, "quote The scariest thing is when people want." He's, say, he's saying this as opposed to uh, worrying about a, a, stu- a silly old virus. He said the scariest thing is when people want to change their gender or don't have children or otherwise ignore traditional values. You know how terrifying it is when somebody doesn't have a kid? <laughs> Much worse than a virus. Uh, I, he must be so scared of us. You're like gay and I'm childless and it's just, we're terrifying. We're the boogeyman. Yeah. So well, there you go. It's uh, nice to know that we that we're scary. 
I feel like our whole show is just about how dumb religious people are when it comes to a virus. I Is that what our show is now? Is our show just, look at how dumb they are? I mean, I guess well, let, let me it's tell you the story that, but... and you decide. Okay. okay. I got another one, too. <laughs> It'll be fine. Let, we'll let's just keep going. Let's judgment <laughs> until, like, all the facts are in, Dan. Well, okay, I, my next story is about a um, a televangelist. Oh shit, um, Scott Lively, isn't that what he is? Oh, he's a, yeah. Is he a te- televangelist? He feels Scott like a televangelist. Lively. He's a Trump-loving former GOP gubernatorial candidate in the state of I don't know Massachusetts, <laughs> maybe. Um, and uh, basically, he's been telling uh, Christians that they need to build an underground railroad an underground railroad uh, right okay um to prepare and oh i'm sorry and prepare to wage a violent revolution response uh to what he foresees as uh the impending persecution of christ followers of course he does um let's oh see oh my god he, can i just he, say he just how many times i can I just say how many times I've been seeing lately the most privileged white people in the world comparing them having to wear a mask or whatever to <laughs> the fucking civil rights movement or anti-slavery or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's I'm a- not surprised at all that he would invoke the Underground Railroad, which for our <laughs> our non-American listeners and maybe our less lettered maybe, American yeah. listeners, mm-hmm. yeah. it is to do with like that was a, si- a, a series of from the south right a series of homes or places that you could go yeah. hide as an as a as an escaped slave so that yeah. you could get away from the slavery in in the south of the united states back in slave times yeah um <sighs> and so anyway so he says um he's he so he's warning his supporters that um yeah that they need to do these things like the Underground Railroad and, and wage violent revolution um, against those who, who are seeking to use COVID-19 um, to impose a socialist end times, an, an emerging yeah. beast government, right, is what, is what mm. the socialists are trying to, to uh, uh, impose on the United States. Um, and when they say beast, they're referring to something to do with the Book of Revelation, one oh, assumes. Oh, sure. Uh, he says, uh, we need to be establishing a network of believers everywhere that can operate in an underground fashion. Um, <laughs> because if this thing continues in the trend that it seems to be, we may be evolving here at a revolutionary speed <laughs> and entering into an emerging beast government. And he continues, we're going to need to have something like an underground railroad in which believers who are fleeing persecution are able to, uh, are going to be able to have some way of escape. If these people truly are intending to destroy America so that they can bring in their global socialist system or even a national socialist system, then violence is appropriate in response to the most, in the most measured possible way. Violence. <laughs> oh, okay. P- oh, good. At least he said it way. should be measured violence. Uh, that's the idea. If it's all possible, if at all possible, you disarm the zombies trying to kill you without hurting them. <laughs> but if it's not possible, he invoked zombies. Yeah, if it's not possible, you do whatever is necessary to stop them from killing you and your family and putting you into slavery. 
That I, I believe is true. Is like the duty of an American. I feel like he is very confused about what he's talking about. Oh, why, like he why lost would you the, say he that? lost the plot in the middle there and thought and went to zombie apocalypse and then kind of had to circle back to this is Christian why, persecution. First of all, why would you ever try to disarm a zombie? It's just not <laughs> there's something wrong well, here. You don't disarm well, a zombie. They're, why is the zombie armed? Yeah. I mean to disarm you got to Yeah, they just attack you. Yeah. They just eat you they, and tear you to shreds. They don't really disarm grow for a zombie. Them. He's never seen a zombie movie. He didn't watch he is the Walking very, Dead. He's a very confused man. Can someone help him? <laughs> someone needs to call somebody because that dude is not okay. <laughs> someone needs to help that man. <coughs> wow. All right, Underground Railroad. <sighs> I know, I and I know for a fact that there are a whole bunch of Christian households that are like, it's coming. How do we help? We're we're in. Maybe one of us should pretend like we're an atheist, just so that when the Christians need help, we can get word that ours is a safe place. No, they can never pretend. Like no, that would be denying the Christ. I know, but somebody have to be true it. to your. No, you can't. So, it's impossible. We're never <laughs> going to save the Christians. The problem is that we have to kind of. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's really fucking sick because like we kind of have to tread lightly with these ding dongs because they're dangerous and you push them a little too hard and it's not going to be just, you know, some, some weird little Waco thing over here. It's going to be like some, it's going to be all over the fucking place. These guys already think it's going to be armed. They're armed. How did we let that happen? They're armed to the teeth. Like all over the fucking place. They yeah. got so many guns, and then they were showing oh them off God. at like the, the the state capitol in what was that Michigan? Michigan, right? like, yeah, storming oh the capitol with their guns. Like, yeah. wh- what is that? That's no, and, that is not and allowed. They all just walked away safely, proving once again that they were Caucasian. Well, uh, yeah, but also like. Uh, also testing the limits and apparently there aren't many right yeah like yeah. they can just walk into the halls of government with their guns well how a white yeah how easy would it be for them to actually like you know stage assassinate something? yeah people yeah exactly Ugh. it's it's unnerving it's unnerving uh all of you people who are looking down on americans from other countries eat yeah, I get it. You're correct. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, yes, so. you're right. I want I want mess. I want you to be wrong. Yeah. But you're kind of not. Okay. <laughs> uh except except I mm-hmm. held out one uh story that is a glimmer a, a just the tiniest little glint of gold in the giant shit pile that is our our country right now. Oh. In California, Governor, as you're aware, Governor Gavin Newsom uh, just banned people from going to church uh, for a while. He said he he banned all get-togethers, right? Uh, of of any it kind wasn't of large about church. Group. It was about gatherings, right? And, exactly. and it included churches. Yeah, Con- yeah, concerts. Yeah. Any 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 anything anything where people get together in in mass numbers. No, you're done. For a bit, 
well, you know, a bunch of churches defied his orders, then they got in trouble, police came, there was a whole thing. One church decided that they were going to defy the order, they were going to uh, meet no matter what that dastardly <laughs> governor says, and then they then the police came in, and they got in trouble, and there was a whole thing, and the, uh, the thing is that uh, they sued. They decided that they were going to sue, and uh, they so they sued the governor, and they sued the the Lodi County Police or the state or the city police or whatever. And a judge has ruled on their their uh, complaint, and has said, uh, "No, guess what? The govern the governor one hundred percent has a duty, not just a, the right hmm. to uh, to." have a public health order and it no it does not violate your religious freedom you ding dongs <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure that's a direct quote yeah okay it's, well good yeah. so so there you go Smart judge. Uh, at least one judge now if this gets all the way to the supreme court which it may you never know who knows what they say then hmm. because obviously our Supreme Court and uh, many of our higher courts have been for the last three years and, and yeah, decidedly stacked mm. against any kind of, uh, well, just in favor of Christianity. It's basically that's the only, that is the only qualification you need to be a federal judge now is you love Christianity more than you love anybody else. <laughs> The end. Oh, that doesn't bode well for us. So we'll see. We'll see. But at very least, one judge has said, uh, no, they, they're, they, there was no constitutional violation. <laughs> so there you go. If you folks have anything you want to say, listener at home, about any of these stories, uh, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Indeed. Hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist, and click on that like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA members only lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Also find us on Twitter at TGIAtheist. Stick around. Hooray! Oh, stick around. Hey, Dan. Hey. Um, we're going to play a clip now uh, yeah. from one of, um, I think, one of the more vile people that we ever play clips of. Yeah, but only because he's super awful as a human being. <laughs> only because he's, he's anti-Semitic, <laughs> like openly, wildly anti-Semitic. Right. He's super uh, homophobic. Yeah. It's only because of those things. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, otherwise... I'm sure he's a peach. Oh, he seems awesome, which I don't believe at all. <laughs> no. Um, because I honestly, like, I think he would be... An utter nightmare to know in 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 real life. If you right? have if you have this guy as your grandpa, go oh, get coronavirus God. on purpose and then cough on it. Cough <laughs> on him. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, in this little clip, he's got um, 
boy, he's got a lot of different little hypotheticals, I guess, about. He's um, just running some the, scenarios. The yeah. He's got some what ifs. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. What if they made us believe Wuhan had massive death, that the entire city had to be fumigated? What if it, what if it was all a propaganda campaign to introduce a virus in America to bring down the U.S. economy? Look, it, it's also possible the entire Wuhan pandemic was staged. For what purpose? To destroy the American economy. And I'm not saying that it's it's that there's no virus here. I believe that absolutely there's a virus here. Fifty-five thousand people are dead. But what I'm saying is, maybe it never happened in Wuhan. Maybe the entire thing has been a calculated, well-planned, well-choreographed, well-executed attack on the USA, because nothing has ever shut us down like this. And as you said, Edward, first time in the history of America that churches have been closed from coast to coast. Well, how do you argue with that? I, well, he can't, because he's not, he's not stating any kind of fact. Well... I mean, if, yeah. if that's if that's how you communicate, and if that's if everything is just a little what if, how fucking yeah. irresponsible, right? Yeah, yeah, like this, exactly. This is like, like I am so fucking tired. I mean, it's, it's one thing to kind of talk and not have all the information, but you're you're close and whatever, right? I mean, that's one. Th I mean, right. We do that here, right? Let's face it. What? Um, <laughs> Are you claiming that we're uninformed sometimes? <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that we're uninformed. I'm just saying that sometimes we kind of miss some details and whatnot. And that's, sure. that's forgivable and, 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 and whatnot. I, at least I think so. Um, but like this is just literally from whole cloth. Yeah. Just making shit up. Just like, it's not, it's not, oh, yeah, you know, like... I actually found this thing that says this and it's from right. and I believe the source I, it's a reputable source blah 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 right wait like that would wait. already be something are you talking about journalistic standards because you sir are in the wrong era this <laughs> is the era of the internet that's just being honest and decent about how you communicate as somebody who's got a microphone right oh yeah well it's the wrong era for that too it's just, yeah, you just say whatever crazy shit jumps into your mind and and no responsibility. And then uh, and then everybody else's job is to just believe whatever crazy shit they hear okay. on some show or on the YouTubes. And then they know for a fact that so I, lizard I, people started this whole one. thing. I've got one. What if okay. Rick Wiles is actually a Satanist, right? And he's, who's trying to trick he's Christians. He's trying to trick Christians. It all checks what out, if? actually. What if, right? What if that's the truth? What if that's the truth? What if what he's if? just trying to, to, to trick Christians and yeah. separate them from their money? Yeah. And trick them into believing yeah. in, the, in, in, uh, in a conspiracy theory. What if Rick Wiles was actually born in the Soviet Union and is a deep... <laughs> Uh, plant like one of those deep planted spy things, right? Yeah. Like I saw the the Americans, you know that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what if he's he, that his, guy? What if his he's real like... name is is Alexander Simonovich? <laughs> 
Like, I mean, that's all you have to do. It's just, well, what yeah. if? What if? It seems plausible. Why not? Yeah. What if Fuck he him. and Donald Trump got together and uh, and hatched a plan to get everybody sick? After having sex. After having uh, With each copious other. amounts of gay sex. Yeah. What uh, if? What if? What if they're ba baby murderers? I know that <laughs> it's possible. It does seem possible. I mean, we've heard, I mean, they talk about it all the time, right? Yeah. Those, those they're crazy the ones right obsessed with murdering babies. Yeah. Why are they so obsessed with it? Because they do it all the time. What if it's because they murder babies? What not if? Just, not just abortion. What if? What if? <laughs> all right. Well, what if I read some emails? What if that? Okay. Because we definitely had some people uh, writing into us. Uh, including one Craig, who now you'll recall, Frank, that uh, we ta talked a little bit last week. Somebody wrote into us. We talked about the possibility, the, the the fact that the only way to have any influence on the Utah State gubernatorial race mm -hmm. is to be a registered Republican. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, or at very least, the only way to cast a vote that means anything, right? Because. The re because the governor, the next governor of Utah will 100% be whoever the Republican candidate is. Right. So, so let's help the least crazy one be the yeah, candidate. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, but in the state of Utah, the only way to vote in the Republican primary is to be a registered Republican. So anyway, mm. I admitted that I have now registered as a Republican, which every time I say it feels like I've stabbed my own butt. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, Craig wrote into us to say, I have also registered as a Republican. I was keen on voting for Cox, uh, who is uh, mm. our current um, lieutenant governor. Uh, lieutenant governor. Mm -hmm. He said, but in light of recent events, I'm less inclined. Who are you going to vote for? Well, Craig, I'm not going to tell you who I'm going to vote for, oh. in part because I haven't made that decision yet. Oh. I have until June. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked, here's the thing though. Uh, conceptually, I, w I want to talk more conceptually. Uh, Cox was nice for a minute just because he seemed like a reasonable, like, actual human. What I'm going to be voting for is anyone who seems like they might actually take real ideas and uh, science into account when making decisions. Even if that decision is going to be, like, sort of not what I would do. Hmm. If I can sense that they are actually looking at the situation <laughs> with reasonably clear eyes mm. and trying genuinely to make a decent call, mm. that's that's as good as I can hope for. So that's what I'm looking for in a governor. Uh, so Huntsman. So You're voting John for Huntsman. Huntsman. Yeah. yeah, I'm probably going to vote for John Huntsman. <laughs> Who, when he was <sighs> governor before... Yeah, well, he like was previous I was, governor, like you know, I didn't, I didn't pay an ounce of attention to him. He was the Republican, right? I was like, right, and it was like 2004 or something like that. And he, and, and he comes from a yeah, wealthy big family, Mormon. so it's just like and I was just like, yeah. who? No, he's just gonna be. He's just another. He'll be another Mike Levitt, right? R right. Um, and then he got into office, and I was like, excuse me, who is this guy? Right. Like, because yeah. he was reasonable and he was getting, like, decent things done for the state that weren't yeah. crackpot and crazy. And I was just like, huh, okay. I voted for him when he ran for re-election. And then I felt a great deep betrayal and held a, a, a right. bad feelings toward him when he stepped down to, you know, work in the Obama administration. 
as yeah, one of when the, Obama uh, stole him from us and ruined our state a little bit. That yeah. was really frustrating. Yeah, I, I was really, really, really angry at him. And you know what? I can forgive him because um, <laughs> if he's coming back, um, he like when, wasn't it like a he had this astronomical approval rating, right? Yeah. When he was then, yeah. I know. And these are different times, though. He he's like he's said some nice things about Trump that have really been scary, mm. and I don't know. I think that's I, just I the am... politics of the day. Is you have to say something mm. nice about Trump, and then you go about and you do your business, right? Yeah, we'll see. As, we'll a, see. as a John Huntsman type, right? And he actually has a, a a serious like he's probably going to win. So like, it's not like I'm voting for the. Uh, the guy that has no sh no shot at all. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Who knows? It's yeah. just crazy. Uh, but but yeah, I, uh, the, what I'm looking for isn't even someone who will agree with me or or, <laughs> or make decisions that I think are the right decisions. Right. Just don't take orders from the church. If you yeah. can do, if you can even get that far, yeah, I will. I would be very impressed. Yeah. Anyway, well, and then there's that really like cool video of him riding the motorcycle do you remember that like his oh campaign my God. no i don't remember his that presidential like one of his one of the videos they produced for his presidential campaign um it was <laughs> it was great he was on like a, a big harley riding through like yeah. some canyon and whatnot i was just like yeah. oh that's interesting <laughs> he actually would have been a good a good republican candidate to go up against yeah i mean Anyway, anyway, hey, uh, most <laughs> most people who, who are listening don't care about our local politics, so I'm going to move on. Um, you'll recall, Franklin, mm -hmm. that uh, we talked about last week what religion we would go to if we had to. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that you might be interested in secular Judaism um, as your... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Becoming as a your secular Jew. Place. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so we had a few people write into us about that. Garrett wrote in to say, hey, my wife is Jewish and I'm atheist. In order to be married by a rabbi, I had to go to a class and to learn about Judaism. Hmm. My wife went also. Hmm. We became friends with the rabbi because she was roughly our age and lived in our neighborhood. At the end of class, the rabbi tried to convince me to convert. I told her I was atheist, but she said it didn't really matter. She said, as long as you're willing to do the practices of Judaism, you can be Jewish. You didn't really need to believe in God. Don't know if that's a standard belief or if it was just her interpretation, but I thought it related to the discussion of the last podcast. That's uh, funny. And then, uh, for, for more on that, mm. and then we can get, we can get to our discussion. Mm. We did hear from Rabbi Gruber. Oh, good. Who who did weigh in on both that and also weighed in. Now we talked also last week about uh, Governor or, or Mayor De Blasio of New York calling out a bunch of there. There was a there was a big uh, uh, Hasidic Jewish uh, 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 funeral. Yeah. For one of their rabbis, to which which was heavily attended. Uh, because they're insane, and uh, and De Blasio called out, called them out uh, in a in a tweet that said, "What I say to the Jewish and all communities is blah blah is you know basically just don't don't get together." Right. So, uh, uh, Rabbi Gruber had a few points. So the first point he wanted to say was, "Quote." Yes, it's a quote. I guess I didn't need to say the word quote. I'm reading his thing. 
The problem with what de Blasio did was that he called out the Jewish community in its entirety for the actions of specific groups within a segment of the ultra-Orthodox community. Calling, uh, calling out all of us because of the actions of a small number of us is wrong. I don't think de Blasio is an anti-Semite. However, his statement was textbook anti-Semitic. Hmm. Hmm. Wait. So, Rabbi Gruber, you're saying that you're not all Jews are the same? Because, eh. <laughs> Just kidding. No, obviously that is... There are vast differences between different sects of Judaism. Yeah. Uh, number two says, uh, this is point number two from, uh, Rabbi Gruber. My youngest former allergy doctor was Zoroastrian. Hmm. Okay. That was, that was the other one that you wanted, Frank. Was yeah. Zoroastrianism. They're cool. He told me that they don't take converts. What? Interestingly, the Druze don't either. Hmm. So you're out there. Uh, he goes on though. Secular humanistic Judaism, SHJ, does not believe in conversion, i.e. jumping through all the hoops other Jewish denominations force oh, you to. Okay. Instead, it believes in adoption, i.e. you decide to adopt Judaism as your religion, oh. preferably after some period of contemplation and study. Hmm. I do not perform conversions because, because though I am not part of the SHJ as a movement, I mostly hold to their teachings. Hmm. I have joined another rabbi in converting one or two people as the third guy on the Beth Din or religious court. Hmm. I have helped one guy with above said adoption because even though both he and his bride were atheists, it was important to her grandparents that he be Jewish. Hmm. I gave him a bunch of books to read, had him write a long essay, and ha had a couple of long discussions with him. Hmm. Then I gave him a nice fancy certificate and a Hebrew name. <laughs> so... There you oh, go. That's, yeah. that's, he says, since the Zoroastrians won't take Frank, I'd be happy to do the same for him if he insists. <laughs> I mean, with his last name, it just makes sense. <laughs> that is true. Uh, you've had people think, assume you were Jewish, haven't you? Because mm. your name is Feldman. Yeah, I, I mean, it feels like they're, they're making the assumption, you know. <laughs> Whatever that means. And why not? You and know? why not? But no, like, I'll, I'll get asked... Um, a, a couple different times, um, I've had, um, somebody that I was just meeting who was Jewish, um, um, ask me sort of where I was from and, <laughs> just and then like, probing questions, do you know, do you know so-and-so Feldman? And, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, oh no. Oh, now I know what you're asking. No, I, right. I didn't, I didn't, I'm not Jewish. <laughs> I of the Mormon I, I Feldmans. Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> And then, it's, and, then oh. it's, and then there's kind of like, like a oh, huh, oh, well how? And it's kind of like, how did you get that last name? And it's like I have no idea. No Germans, idea. Germans, Germans. That's all. Give I know. it to you. That's all. All right. Well, there you go. Thanks, uh, Rabbi Gruber, for writing in. And Frank will let you know about his decision whether or not he's <laughs> going to actually become Jews, Jewish. Soon. Well, I, I would love some reading materials that would or suggestions, right? For I, I mean, why not? I'm learn sure a little Rabbi bit more Gruber about the, will be happy to yeah. send you some reading material. No, that, would, that would be that would be cool. Um, okay, there you go. I don't it, know about full on adoption or anything. I don't, oh, I'm so glad Frank <laughs> is finally on the path, everyone. <laughs> He's going to be a Jew soon. No. We're so happy for him. <laughs> I mean, I... Mazel tov, Frank. I know, Mazel tov. I know, I know. No, like, I, I like... Even, even something like adoption doesn't quite feel right. 
right? Like, no. And, I, no. and I'm not, I, I, I don't know that I'm maybe looking to join a community, but I'd love to just have some awesome reading suggestions. So, sure. Yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah, exactly. That's all we have to do Even these days. Even if it's a little I've, sort of inside, like that might actually be kind of fascinating, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of just absolutely. So get is. to it. The reading, I'm sure Rabbi Gruber's reading list will be coming shortly. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, do we have some folks to thank this week? Um, yeah, we do indeed. Um, we have three new uh, supporters of the show on Patreon. Um, okay. We have, they're, they're all coming in at the deacon level, right? Like we're okay. doing this Mormon thing now with our, with our levels. And so this is like, this is the first level of the Aaronic priesthood, right? Mm-hmm. Which 12 year olds get. And so yeah. congratulations yeah, exactly. everyone. Uh, who's getting it today? Um, so we have. It's a very special day <laughs> when you get ordained to the ironic priesthood. Uh, so we have Chris, Ryan, and Thick James. Oh, thanks, to, guys. To thank. So thank you so much, guys. Um, and if you'd like to join them as becoming a member yeah. of, of the Thank uh, Thank God I'm Atheist uh, Patreon community, uh, you can go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com. And clicking on the support tab, there's some links there. If Patreon's not your cup of tea, there's also the PayPal route that you can go. Um, yeah, you can, and you can make your name even thicker, James, and then <laughs> then you'll have that thick James beat. Woo! And we have, as always, our top donor, our Lord and Savior, Davis! Oh, Davis, we're going to stick you on the top of a temple and, and cover you in gold. <laughs> stick around, guys. There's more. So, Dan. Yeah. Big, there's been a big study on atheists. Yes. Big, big question. It was was sponsored by the organization American Atheists. Mm -hmm. It's called Reality Check, Being Non-Religious in America. Really? Okay. Yeah. Boy, that's a, that's a name. Sounds like a thing. Yeah. Sounds like a thing, doesn't it? (laughs) It's a big, it's a big one. Uh, They literally, they, so they had... Now, mind you, this is an online study. Uh, it is self-selected. This is not, you know, this is not sort of perfectly scientific. It's, sci- it's scientific, is it? But it is. It's self-selected in that, mm. you know, these are people who had access to the internet, who found out about it, mm. who willingly participated in it. I didn't but know about it. How did I not know about it? I did. You did. I actually participated. I'm one it? of the participants. You're one of the thirty-four thousand. One of the 33,897 participants. <gasps> and it could have been 98 to, if you just told me about it, Dan. Well, I don't tell you everything, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep secrets, Dan? Anyway, uh, yeah. thirty-three, th- Almost 34,000 people hmm. participated in this, which awesome. is no small shakes, kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Um, we had uh, so we've got actually quite a bit of data mm. on this group of people on non-religious people in these United States of America, right? Because it, it's kind of the thing that like um, this whole nuns category that gets tossed around. We don't really right. know how that breaks down, right? Like yeah, we have or, ideas uh, about okay, well these people, a certain percentage might be atheists, really, but like right. But like I, I liked some of the so so it must have been presented 
to the person taking the survey as click all of these identities that you identify with is that kind well, of the, or like or or like do you like identify all, any with of that the above? With, with this identity identity very much do you oh, identi okay. identify with it somewhat oh, okay blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah, yeah no, that makes sense Concerning the numbers, yeah, sure, okay, right, and and which one is your primary uh, non-religious identity? Yeah, and so uh, yeah, we we learned that atheist is not as scary a word as maybe we thought it was. Yeah, yeah, because if you look at it, there's um, almost eighty percent, right, seventy nine point four percent of the respondents said that they uh, they identify they very much. Very much with yeah. the atheist uh, identity and then if you if you bring in the somewhats who's the people who somewhat identify it's that that adds 15.4 percent so that's like what is that 94.8 percent just yeah. off the top of my it's, head um, it's a it is a it's that's no a small shakes y'all i mean that's that actually if you combine those two um categories the very much and the somewhat that's the number one identity right and then you have yeah. then you have uh, non-religious, which by the very much standard sort of just barely nudges out atheist, right? But only ten point three percent somewhat identify, so the number comes right. in a little bit lower. And I identify with both of those, yeah. So like I would have clicked, I would have said very much on both of those. Yeah, yeah. So, but like as here, there's another uh, another thing that asked what their what people's primary non-religious identity is. Oh, okay. Uh, so you only get to choose one, mm -hmm. and f almost sixty percent of respondents chose atheist. By and that was nice. by far the largest thing. Yeah, that's great. Then you had fourteen, a little over fourteen percent chose humanist, a little over seven percent non-religious, agnostics all the way down. I mean, agnostic people, you know, six point nine percent. I would have thought that was much higher. Well, the way the media likes to just be like atheists and agnostics, right? That it's like it's almost like the same thing, or who cares right. what distinction there is? It, and it, and you like I don't know, I don't I know a lot of people who self-identify as atheist, but I don't really know anybody who like goes thrown around the agnostic word. Not really. I've met a few people I mean, who that's I've, their primary identifier. I've, yeah, I I've, I'm both. I am an agnostic, but I'm also an atheist. Right. I, you would, I think that confuses some people. You wouldn't use that as your non-religious identity, though, right? Did nope. you click very not much on that? I, I, no, no, no. Right, I, you not, not really. Because there's the uh, common understanding of the word that we're right. up against. And the, the common most one is sort yeah. of this undecided sort of, you know, right. I'm, I can't, I'm not really ready to commit to atheist, but I don't. You know, I don't know. I don't know. There, right. there could be something out there, but I don't. I don't think I can know. Right. Right. <laughs> and the, so, so yeah. Depending on how you define it, that that's the other thing is that these terms get a little squishy. Mm -hmm. And and atheist scares a lot of people. And I think one of the things that we've learned from this is that uh, it depends on who's asking. Because mm. when it's American atheists that uh, that's asking, people feel comfortable to say, oh, no, that's interesting. "Oh yeah, I'm one of those two. Yeah. But when it's the Pew people or whatever, and it and also you know how a question is worded is everything. Yeah. In in polling, uh, and and plenty of polls skew one way or another just based on the wording. So yeah, I think American atheists is not going to skew anything 
to make people feel afraid of the word atheist. Right, exactly. I did think that the 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 the, the question about concealment of the non-religious identity was interesting, mm. right? Where, I think that's fascinating. What settings people like because it, it breaks down between like you know are like how sort of out are you as a as as whatever your identity is an atheist whatever. Right. How often do you feel like you need to conceal your your right. non-religious identity um, with people at school, strangers, people at work, extended family, family of origin. And then the last category they have is, is friends and acquaintances. Right. And it's, that one's interesting too. Like how, how many people always conceal their identity at school? That's like a quarter of atheists or of non, the non, this total non-religious group. Right. Um, and then, and that's kind of the, the that, one that's the that's most always. concealment, you know? Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, whereas you like look at almost always and most 30%. Never at school, right? Right. Which is interesting as well. That is interesting. Yeah, I mean, family of origin, you would think that a lot of people would actually, like, because we hear all the time about people who are still not out of the closet mm. to their family. Mm -hmm. um, but 31.4% of the respondents to this are never, uh, con they never conceal their their non-religious identity from their family of origin. Yeah. And only 10% always do. Right. So yeah. that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And of course, what it makes a lot of sense that, uh, that the, the smallest category of people who always conceal their identity uh, is with their friends and, and acquaintances. Yeah, well, because you can be more honest and open with your... And you seek out like-minded people yeah. so much to be friends yeah. with. Theoretically, that yeah. although that's not the category that has the highest level of people who never conceal. Yeah, yeah. but I so mean, if you combine up the never and rarely, it is. Yeah, right? yeah it's, indeed. It's like over fifty percent. So that never do. With so their there, friends. there you go. Or rarely, uh, there's never some, rarely. There's some very interesting findings here. Yeah. Um, uh, Ooh, what about the religious upbringings, though? Right. There's <laughs> another good one. Uh, you know, looking at looking at where we all came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have thought. So you know, you got fourteen percent that just started out in a non-religious household. So that's interesting. Lucky, right? <laughs> Super lucky. But mostly, we're Protestant Christians. Hmm. We we American atheists. Mm -hmm. Coming, uh, coming out of uh, at in at fifty four point seven percent of us yeah. came out of Protestant Christianity, well, and then, then another thirty percent came out of Catholicism. Yeah. So, most, I mean, it just obviously it's going to line up pretty well with, uh, with religious demographics in the U.S. Yeah, you know that that's not too surprising. That's just sort of how that's going to work uh, because people are going to leave all of the religions in roughly the same amount <laughs> as you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh man, think, it is a re it. What's that? I mean, you would think, I mean, I, I could see certain communities maybe scaring off a next generation in sort of a modern sure. time, you know? But, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, certain, certain religions are going to have better ways of, of retaining their believers and certain religions are going to be, uh, worse at keeping them and we escape easier from them 
But there you go. Uh, negative experiences and discrimination was one of the things that I wanted to talk about mm. because uh, I think, you know, you and I were talking about this before we recorded. You and I have not had many wildly negative experiences. Uh, you had a fairly traumatic coming out to your family. Yeah. Um, it included <clears throat> coming out as gay, which yeah, kind of skews the one, statistics a little yeah. bit. But, but not great. Yeah. Like not 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 a great way to come out. And and you had you said to me, uh, say you said that being gay was uh, well, no, you had so much like, more sort of yeah, like just going about my my daily routine. Like I never think about the fact that I'm atheist. And and like right. And and so like when which is funny, right? I guess in some way. But like I I just it's I just don't think about it. And and so like in conversations at work and whatnot i'm not like like some angry atheist who's like uh, i just say things like oh well you know i don't believe in god right oh well, right you know and it's just eh, eh, that right and it's right. it's a, not a big deal it's simple it's it's just stating a fact and i don't even think about it anymore like i i, I i'm really trying to come up with maybe some contexts where i wouldn't be so open and i can I can think of like one or two, but even sure. then I don't think I would like, I don't know that I would mention it just because it wouldn't be relevant, right? To the, to the context right. that I'm, I'm currently in. But anyway, um, like, um, but as far as like being gay, like, like that, that comes up more, right? Like yeah. that, that's something that I, I sometimes have to think a little bit about, you know, like situations that I, I might be in or or, or whatever sure. and or, or certain sure. settings and i'm like oh god uh, uh this may not be the best place to be right now bye bye guys you know um yeah totally but like I, but i think a lot of people you know even the two of us who have been able to get by as non-religious people fairly easily mm -hmm. uh and and very out of the closet atheists yeah in part because you know we live in Utah, where Mormons are definitely not cool with uh, with atheists, but they are passive aggressive about it and they keep it to their damn selves. Right. Uh, but uh, the thing is that a lot of people have experienced negative in events, and when I think about it, even though they didn't affect me terribly negatively, mm -hmm. I've had several experiences. In social media, in, in with family, um, in school, in employment situations, where it's been an issue, and you know it's been a negative thing that the other person has made weird, and because I don't care about their, you know, their weirdness, I don't internalize their weirdness. I haven't made an issue of it, but it's definitely there. And for someone who is a little less. Uh, a little more sensitive about you know where they are with their atheism, I could see it being a terribly awkward or or, or hurtful thing. Mm. And so uh, you know when when this report tells us that almost sixty percent of people have experienced some sort of negative event on social media, and f almost and fifty five percent approximately have have experienced it with family. Holy crap! Mm -hmm. Yeah, forty six percent have experienced 
some sort of a negative event in the military, hmm. which, yeah, the military, our military in the U.S. is very is very hostile to the non-religious, yeah, sure. which is so weird because what the fuck does one thing have to do with the other? But there you go. <laughs> Education, 30% of people... People have experienced some sort of negative event during their education. 21% hmm. of people or 22% of people uh, have experienced some sort of negative event during their employment. Hmm. It's just something that comes up a lot. Hmm. Uh, reproductive care. People have had shit, uh, bad experiences with the police. 6%. So, yeah, it's a thing. Now, I mentioned that Utah... Uh, you know, we don't experience a lot of direct hatred, uh, you and I, right. while we're here. Now, we live in Salt Lake City, which is a little blue bubble, a little blue dot right. in the middle of the, the big Red Sea. But uh, w that doesn't stop us from being, as as our, you know, it's funny, our local newspaper picked up this report. And what they their big takeaway was is that Utah is the second most hostile state Toward non-believers in the state of in 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 the United States of America, that just blows my mind. Yeah, just blows my mind. It's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, like I'll, mainly because I, I I guess I think I'm just so fucking oblivious to it. Like I just don't care, right? <laughs> and so like it's so whatever there is that you know maybe I've encountered, it's just eh, who cares? Um, but um, but it also kind of like well, if this is like bad holy cow what is good yeah <laughs> must be paradise well <laughs> yeah that would be a, a indeed because i don't Although, think it's that I, bad you know, that's i mean but that's that's me and that's my experience so but the bias here's the thing the bias doesn't have to be in your face mm. to be to have a deleterious effect mm. like we uh, what we experience is not people you know, yelling at us and telling us that they're that we're awful people and that we're going to hell or whatever. What we experience is everybody's nice to our faces, and then they go to ca the Capitol building and they enact laws mm. that fuck with us, well, okay. that privilege their stupid religion over us, that don't care about us. They won't even listen to us if we have a concern because yeah, we are, because we yeah. don't matter. Fair enough. Yeah. So, so yeah, it doesn't hurt directly. Like, we don't feel anybody going, you know, every now and then someone gets a little snooty and, and you know, gives us a look mm -hmm. when they find out that we're atheists. Did I ever tell the story about the time when I was, I was in a play, because that's a thing that I used to do before the virus took away the, the theater, and, uh, and I was in a play, and, you know, this was actually, it, it wasn't, it was kind of community theater, and I'm... You know, there in Utah, this was not in Salt Lake County. It was outside of the county. It was in a very, very uh, religious Mormon county. Uh, and one of the other people in the play, we were getting ready. You know, we were going to open in a couple days. And she she mentioned, well, you know, every night when we have our, our cast prayer, we can blah, blah, blah. And I just went, oh, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> it was she... Can I just say the look of shock on that woman's face Aww. was amazing. <laughs> uh, but this was a theater. This was a fairly new place. The the, the theater was not uh, 
you know, was not an established company. Mm. And I was just not going to have that be one of the traditions that gets started. So right. I, not on I realized it. No. And I was, and I'm in a position where, you know, they're, I know they're not going to fire me. I was safe. So I was just like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you feel free to pray before you come. That's great. But we're not going to have a cash prayer. She was like, but all the places that I've ever done, a, that I do plays <laughs> around here, they always have a cash prayer. And I was like, yep, that's true. Not this one, though. <laughs> it was very funny. I had no authority whatsoever. <gasps> but I was not having it. But that also so, that again, like the, the, the position that, that you find yourself in and that I find myself in, right, is one where right. it's, where we're able to kind of laugh it off, you know, and just, right. just be like, oh, that was ridiculous. You know, you're like, oh, you should have seen her face. Right. Like it's like it, it didn't amount to anything. Right. Because our right. And we stayed friends after that yeah. and it was fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, I'm, uh, sh- I'm sure but, yeah. you, were, you were friends, but like. She hated you. Not oh, she, oh! She went home and had <laughs> at length discussion about this traumatic Why event. Why want to pray? Yeah. Are the, the, you want to know the irony of that moment? You, you want the the weirdness of that moment for me? <laughs> that was that woman, that particular cast member, a lesbian. Oh wow. She wasn't even Mormon. She wasn't even Mormon. She was a oh, she was a, just, some sort of that changed lesbian my image Christian. of her entirely. I had like this yeah, total know, like like uh um suburban Mormon girl, <laughs> you know. Sister Dottie Dixon sort of thing with, or whatever. With, yeah. Well I didn't oh, know I didn't know oh, age. Oh yeah, so I kind of just had yeah, this okay. because it also seems like I don't know. It seems like <laughs> it kind seems of a like naive a thing. thing to kind of be like, Oh, let's yeah. do this and it's like no. No, this was a this was a, a lesbian in her in her forties or fifties. Isn't that crazy? Oh anyway. Oh she yeah. didn't like you at all, Dan. I, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> That's possibly true. <laughs> anyway, oh man. Here's look, the the takeaway from this, and I encourage you guys to all go out and find it. You can uh you can find it I'm sure the American Atheist website mm. will direct you dir- right to it. They're very proud. Uh, yeah, as well they should mm-hmm. be. They put a lot of time and effort and money into uh, making this thing happen, mm-hmm. and and it's fascinating. The more you dig into it, uh, you, you, they they talk about stigmatization, they talk about loneliness, oh. they talk about you know they talk about the issues that really affect mm. our community that nobody is talking about right. yet. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's really that's I think great it's, work. If, yeah, it's doing. wonderful, and and I encourage all of you to go and, and check it out and just see, and it, you know, breaks things down by race and, you know, talks about uh, gender identity and, mm. and, and sexual orientation and all of these things that are very important factors in, uh, in people's lives and how it relates to their non-belief. So, I, I it's, I guess the takeaway is just that it's cool that this is being seen and this is out there and they've done a good job of publicizing it and a lot of people are picking it up obviously like i said the salt lake tribune picked it up uh so hopefully uh a little bit more awareness out there in the world and if you want to go there and feel seen i think i think it you're uh i think that's a good thing to do yeah so there you go uh and if you do peruse it and find 
some interesting findings. This is a, a I don't know, it's a 60 some odd page uh, study or whatever uh, write up. Please comb through it and when you find something interesting, write into us. Tell us your story. Tell us how you, it affected you. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Hey, go to the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Click the like button. And while, see what we're doing there. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Also, follow us on Twitter at TGI Atheist. Yes, indeed. Hey, thanks so much. Speaking of uh, all of that, to Mackenzie for having done so much on that Facebook page. Thanks to Danny and Amy for being uh, mods on the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks uh, goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and to Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And thanks to you, dear friends, for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Bye-bye.